Okay, good evening. As uh, as often happens, my computer and I did not get along. Finally, Ezra saved the day. Um, this year, and is a shear on the parasha of Tetzaveh and Purim. Hard to avoid uh, Purim. So I'd like to start by reminding you of something that's in the uh, in the Megillah. At the end of that, I don't have it on the sheet, but you'll all remember it. In the last chapter of the Megillah, Perak Yud, is a kind of summarizing psukim. The last pasuk about the what about I mean there's uh anyway last pasuk last pasuk of the Megillah. We usually, the minag is to say this pasuk together. Everybody who is listening also says this pasuk. Identifying Mordechai. Right? He came in the exile. The Babylonians exiled the Yehudim, the people from Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim especially, Mishnela Melech He was appointed instead of Haman. He became the Mishneh, the second in command to the king Achashverosh. And we talked about that in the Sheirim that uh, that I gave about the Megillah this year. But here in this pasuk it says Gadola Yehudim. He's not just a Yehudi. But he's Gadol Yehudim. He's something special. Everybody knows him. Everybody knows what he did, how he did it. And then suddenly there's a phrase that doesn't really belong. And that phrase is Dore Ratsui Lerovechav. What's Ratsui Lerovechav? Everybody knows. Every tal, tal, student of the Talmud knows that when there's a robe, when there's a majority, there's also a minority. Interesting, a, a question that has something to do with what's going on today in Eretz Israel. But the Gemara says, when there's a majority, there's also going to be a minority. And the majority and the minority have to be sympathetic to each other. The majority has the uh, the votes, but the minority might have also uh, a number of votes. So, so we don't understand what what Rovechav is. We don't understand Ratsui Echav. And then the Pasuk finishes by saying the Resh Tov Lamo. It uh, he was able to uh, be a uh, a good a good uh, say good things about his people with the Resh Shalom with Kolzar. Oh, and somehow. It all meant that peace would be stowed upon his descendants. So what again are those words? Ratsui, Lirov, Echad. So I look at Rashi. I look at Rashi, which is my want. And the Rashi says, Lirov, Echad. I'm reading it from the from a, a Megillah, so you have to listen. Lirov, Echad. Lirov, Echad. There's also a mute. There's a there's a smaller group of people 
who are not so happy with Mordechai. Mlamed, from this I learn, Sanhedrin. Wow, Rashi says, some of the members of the Sanhedrin, right, the highest court in the land, they, they denied his authority. They didn't accept his greatness, right? Mikzat Sanhedrin, some of the people in the Sanhedrin. Lefi, why? Why were they unhappy? He became close to the king, to Achashverosh. And as a result, he didn't learn as much Torah as he might have. I, you know, every year when I get up to that pasuk, I wonder, why did Rashi do it? Why couldn't we just let Mordechai be a hero? A hero for everybody. I mean, he saved the Jewish people. It wasn't as though he did something that we didn't know about or that he was not sincere in his efforts for the Jews or sincere in his efforts for Esther. Why did they do that? Why did Rashi do that? I know it's in the Gemara. But why did Rashi have to put it into his parish as though it was absolutely necessary? I understand. The words that Rashi is relating to are Atsui Lirovecha. It says in the Pasuk that there's a rove, which means that there might have been a mute. But you didn't have to make it sound quite as bad as you did. So this week's parasha is is going to be an attempt to explain why that is there, why that is Vatsuili Rovachab. Before we go on, I want to just mention that this parashashia, Lechavodu Letiferet, is in memory of Dr. Chuck Feldman Zichronoli Vracha by his loving family. And it's, uh, you know, an honor for us to be able to maintain connection with the Feldmans on a variety of levels. So in our, the beginning of our parasha, the parasha of Titzaveh, the pasuk says, it's right there, here, here it is, the pasuk. Vasita bigde kodesh laron achicha. I mean, you have to, I mean, to me, it's obvious that it's a mystery posuk. It's a mystery posuk. We could say, by Sita Bigdei Kodesh La'arona Chicha, you have to make clothing for the high priest. And the clothing for the high priest is called Bigdei Kodesh, the sacred clothing. And why is it called sacred clothing? Because he wears the clothing when he does the avoda, when he serves in the Beit HaMikdash, La'aron Achicha. But besides being big day Kodesh, the, the Pesach says something that is incomprehensible. Lechavodo Leteveret. Now these are like two powerhouse words. They, they, they just have endless meaning. And, and even though they have endless 
sorts of meanings, that doesn't mean that I really understand them. I'm willing to admit that I don't understand them. So here we are, we have a posuk. And we understand the posuk sort of, but we don't really understand the posuk at all. Because we don't know what kavod is, and we don't know what teferit is. So we turn to the Ramban, who's going to help us. He's going to help us understand the pasuk. So the Ramban will we'll read it and explain it. In other words, you, you move the words around a little bit. It's a kind of words that are easier to understand. Bimalbushim, the clothing that's nichbadimu mefoarim, again using the same words. It was you're defining, you're giving the meaning of the word by saying the word. So that's a, that's a a hit that you don't really know what the words mean. I also want to point out before I forget that Rashi does not explain this pasuk. When Rashi, Rashi explains practically every pasuk in the Torah, every pasuk in the Nevi'im, and every pasuk that he feels has to be explained in the Megillot. And here there is no, here in this pasuk in Tetzabe, there is no Rashi. Either Rashi thought everybody understood what it meant, or Rashi thought that he couldn't really explain it to them. So let's look at the Ramban. Second line. That Peher, you know, the Chatan in many in many societies, Jewish societies, Chatan had a special outfit that he wore when he got married, when he was a Chatan. And so maybe that's what it is. Peher. He elahab gadim the reason that Pe'er is connected to Chatan is because these Bigadim, the Bigadim of the Kohen Gadol, and the, that he wears when he does the Avodah, Levushe Malchus, here it is. Levushe Malchus, the Ramban says. It was it's the, the clothing that kings wear. Kedimotan it's well known that the kings had special clothing and they wore clothing. They wore their special clothing at the time of the Torah. It was the Ramban says, as we see in the Ketonet in the different that that Salo uh, Ketoret Pasim that Yaakov made Yosef a special kind of ketonet, right? Pasim with with uh, lines on it, but not just lines. But they were Mirukemet Kipu Perusha Mirukemet Kidmut Pasim. They were embroidered. I guess broider embroidery takes time, and therefore. We were considered a fancier clothing, a fancier way of clothing. another way of, it's a ketonet with, uh, 
with different kinds of figures on it. And I explained that to you in the in Bereshit when we came across this for the first time. Yaakov to Yosef gave him clothing that only kings have. That's similar. It's similar with the coat that he that is part of his clothing and his jacket. So again, he finds Binot HaMelech also had clothing that was special that only they could afford to buy. Only they could afford to buy. And the Ketonet Pasim was something that you could see, so you knew that it was a very special kind of clothing. Because the minog was, the custom was, that the daughters of the king would wear these kinds of uh, big coats that they could actually go to sleep in. With him, Tzasha, Ketonet HaPasim, Aleha, Malbush El Yod, and Ketonet HaPasim is an outer garment, a coat, like a jacket. Right? Lelechein Amar, Ketonet HaPasim, Asher Aleha Kara. Okay. Mitznefet, even in our day, Ramban is talking about kings in, in Germany and France and Spain, right before he got to Eretz Israel. But he said, this is well known that they wear hats, special kind of hats. Baharim ha'atara, take off the mitznefet and put on the crown, b'nefol, ha'atara mitznefet, b'nefol ha'malchut, when the king loses control, so he, he the, with the thing that symbolizes that loss of control is the fact that he gets to take off his hat. V'chein katuv u'snif melucha that the tznif is something that represents uh, the authority of kingship. And the possible call it like these hats, pe'er, they are also called pe'er, it says again another pasuk that 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 what you wear on your head are peirei pishtan peir pishtan flax. That's how it's made. Shein peir v'shevach limachtirim b'hem. They are peir tiferet v'shevach and praiseworthy for those who wear them as crowns. Vayifod v'achoshet lebush malchut and also the breastplate. Uh, is uh, to be considered a kingly kind of uh, article of clothing. That 
you wear a golden uh, elyan uh, around your around your neck. This is an interesting side point, by the way. This started in the time of the Romans. The Romans said that was the royal purple that was only appropriate for kings. And that's why we lost our connection to the Tchelet which is uh, rejuvenated, uh, being rejuvenated today, at least, certainly according to according to many poskim. Uh, okay, so he goes through all of the all of these octiv here. Octiv. And things that are very similar. So I understand, I understand from this Ramban. Perush A in the Ramban starts with is that you want to know, I mean, you want to know what it looked like? What was, what were the big deku now? Well, it's, it's not true that those books that have the pictures in them will give you an exact rendition of what Moshe Rabbeinu built and made in the desert. But what is true is that the according to the Ramban, according to the Ramban, in order to get Kavoda Teferet into the description of the Big Day Kodesh, right, you have to look at how the kings in your world dress. So the kings in the world of Moshe Rabbeinu, the kings who were there in the world, were the ones who taught Moshe Rabbeinu how to make Big Day Kuna. Of course, the specific begadim, their names are listed in the Chumash. But just because you know that you have to have a, a me'il doesn't mean that you know exactly what it looks like. It's not so easy. So the, the, the Torah, the Torah said, well, just, just look around at the kings. Look at the kings. So that even though these are called big day kodesh, it doesn't sound like the Ramban attributes a lot of kedusha, a lot of sanctity to these clothing, to this clothing, because there doesn't seem to be any reference up to now to the idea of to the idea of big day kodesh. And and in order to make a real connection with the things that uh, the clothing that the kings wear, he quotes this pasuk in Esther, Mordechai Yatsamilipnayamelech. I'm just reading it again. Here here it is. Mordechai Yatsamilipnayamelech. Mordechai went out. Belevush malchut. Everybody knew. You saw Mordechai. You knew that he was 
a very important person. And the word Tachrich refers to the Me'il that the, the Torah refers to in terms of Big Day Kahuna. Then, without even missing a beat, the Ramban says, Rabban said, Val Derech HaEmet. Derech HaEmet usually means I learned in my Kabbalistic studies that there is another level of interpretation. And it's important to remember that Kabbalah, when the Ramban quotes the Kabbalah in terms of the of what it says, in terms of explaining a posuk in the Torah, uh, what he means is that that the the words in the pasuk have to be interpreted according to another idea, and so he says this: the kavodul tiferet. Now there, I met the kavodul tiferet. Yomar sheyasu bigdei kodesh laaron lesharet bahem lechavod Hashem asholchein batochav. You see, lechavod Hashem. Who dwells in their midst is what the Ramban says. The power of the Tiferet, the power of Tiferet. You know that in the, in the, in the Kabbalah, there are ten spherot that connect the Ein Sof to, to us. And Tiferet, is the third of the lower seven. Chesed, Gvura, or Din, and Teferet is Torah. Teferet Uzam is that the, the, the power of Torah. Kirichtiv, ki Teferet Uzamo Ata. That's what it says. Teferet Uzamo Ata. Ata meaning some understanding of God is implied by that combination of words. Uchtiv beit kasheinu v'tivarteinu asher halalucha avoteinu beit kasheinu v'tivarteinu asher halalucha avoteinu v'kasheinu v'akafod v'tivarteinu tiferet Yisrael kodesheinu so Kadshenu, Kedusha, is Kavod. So, Masul, right, Tivartenu, Tiferet Israel. Vod Neymar, there's another pasuk. Oz with Tiferet, Bemikdasho. Again, connecting Oz and Tiferet. And the place that I will put my feet will become will become kavod. So the place of the Beit Hamikdash which contains the presence of God 
right? Makom Beit HaMikdash, before Arba Tiferet, the Makom, or Makom Raglav, and somehow the, the feet of the Kohen Gadol are, become part of the Mikdash, Shehum Makom Beit HaMikdash, Mechubad Mechubad Hashem, and, and, and it becomes honored because the, God's honor is there. And, and the Jewish people will get the air, tif eret, from that. Right. It says further, for all the Kohanim, the children of Aaron are going. Vamar Bikorbanot when giving the Korbanot the Alu al Ratson Mizbihi Uveit Tiferti again the 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 Beta Mikdash the Beta Mikdash is the place where Kavod and Tiferet can be achieved and that's because the Avoda is done with the willingness of God and the acceptance of God. You see the next to the last line. Just let me, let me, I'll just. Yeah. And then he adds, listen to this, he says, even though, even though I said above that you could get the, you'll, you'll understand about the clothing of the Kohen Gadol by looking at the non-Jewish kings in the world and see how they dress and see what they use as their their the ingredients to make their clothing says, but no, are you a bagadim? But it's not good. That's not what gets them to be kavodet tiferet. A bagadim tzrichim asiyan lishman. When you sit and make big day kahuna, you have to do it l'shem, meaning I'm doing it for this purpose. It's not just a jacket. It's not just a shirt. It's not just some something on my head. Uh, 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 it's it's something that is designated as being the mitzvah of avoda in the Beit Hamikdash. Asiyan lishman. It makes sense to me, the Ramban, that you need Kavana. You need Kavana. Because there's a level beyond copying. There's a level beyond doing what people do. Is a little, little, a level beyond looking at the kings and what they wear and their wardrobes. There's a level beyond that. There's a level of kavod v'tif eret 
שיבינו, right? ואתה תדבר על כל חכמי לב, אשר בלתי ברוח חוכמה, שיבינו מה שיעשו. They should have the ability to understand why these big adim are so important to Haramru. Dmuti yukno minatseach lefanai beveit milchamti. Dmuti yukno, the figure of, of the, the worshippers, minatseach lefanai beveit milchamti. So, if I've managed to convince you that the Ramban has two different perushim for Kavod and Tiferet. The first one, the first one is um, make it nice. Make it beautiful. Go to the most expensive store and get the most expensive ingredients. And along the way, you'll see why, because the king wanted to use the trelet, wanted to use the color, the dye, the trelet dye exclusively. They passed the regulation, the Romans passed the regulation that no one could use the, the, the trelet for any other purpose. And so the Jews who needed the trelet for tzitzis lost, lost it. They couldn't. They couldn't do it. They 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 weren't allowed to do it. So it fell out of out of the the grab bag of understanding and knowledge. But if you say, they say, like, why did the Ramban do that? Why did the Ramban say that there's regular kavod and tiferet and there's exalted kavod and tiferet? Because it may be that for the Ramban. Well, the Ramban, the words Karodim and Tiferet clearly offer you a choice. I mean, you could you could live in the world that most non-Jews live in, or many non-Jews live in, without having to try to quantify it. Most non-Jews they live in, you know, in in the world of pleasures. Happiness, achievement on on that level, and they say. But some people, some Jews, live on the other level of kavod tiferet. The other level of kavod tiferet. And so, you you have a choice. The big day kahuna give you a choice. I mean, you could, you could be. A member of Olam Hazeh, a member of this world and the pleasures of this world and what you want from this world, and you could associate that. You could associate all of those things with religiosity, with doing what God wants. But really, you're doing what God wants, but you're enjoying it. You're getting pleasure from it. It's something that, you know, Mesilat Yisharim talks about. So Rashi said, that the people understood. Yes, it was necessary for Mordechai 
to do what he did, to be where he was, to uh, to be able to communicate with the people he was able to communicate with. But beyond that, he was in a world of big day kahuna, a world in which the clothes matter, the kind of clothes you wear matter. He could have been in the world of Kavod and Tiferet, but he lacked that kind of dedication. Or perhaps it was because he saw himself as being the only person who could save the Jewish people at that time. At that time, and 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 therefore, therefore, Watsui Lerovechak, Rashi says, he was not Moshe Rabbeinu. He was not the perfect leader because he was not able to overcome his interest in Olam Hazeh. He was not able to bring himself into the world of Kavod and Tiferet on a permanent, in a permanent, ultimate way. He was Kavod and Tiferet the kind of kavod that looks around and sees what the kings are wearing and says, oh boy, you know, if I could wear that, then I know that I've done it. I've done a good thing. So that's the connection, I think, between what we see in the second interpretation of the Ramban on kavod v'tiferet and the limited or the limit that was placed on the victory of Mordechai HaYehudi, enabling the Jewish people to continue their existence. And of all the things that we think about on Purim, I mean, I think this is an important one. I think it's an important idea and something that we have to consider for ourselves. So I wish you a good Shabbos, a happy Purim, and uh, I guess I'll be back in two weeks. All the best. Thank you very much. Be well.